We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. We're having a fantastic day here on the fifth day of July in the year of our Lord at 2023. I hope you're having a good morning. Al is with me. Sky is with me. We're ready to go. Dragging a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Just a little. Did everybody have a good uh, fourth? Al? I had a great fourth. It was hot as gumballs out there. It was, hot as, it was hot. hotter than blue blazes. Something. But you had everything ready, though. You said the lake was efficient now. The lake house is efficient. And, <laughs> is uh, that not how everybody describes the no, lake that's house? No, mostly how the engineers describe things. It's very efficient. No, but it's... it's You've it's, got everything you want there. It's all... It's yeah, all like there and ready. You just have to go. Everything has a place. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know... I and, can't imagine... And, it's getting worse. I'm like really excited to describe this to yes, you. But tell us. It does make a difference because, you know, for the longest time, we we bought a different lake house and we moved probably three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's anytime you move into a new house, you don't have your systems down. You don't right, really right, know. Right. And so finally, it's so efficient. Like, everything goes in its spot. We've got the ramps. We know where the life jackets go. We know where the paddleboard is. Okay. Got a place for everything. Unlike what happened to you this weekend. Yeah, well, we... we, we my family doesn't have their lake place anymore. My parents sold their place that they had for a number of years. And then, um, so my wife rented a place, one of these VRBOs. Is that right? VRBOs? Is that thing? It's, it's I actually think Verbo. Oh, you got to say like, it's Verbo? It's weird. I, I, I thought that was strange because I always say VRBO. Right. Does it mean something? Vacation, Vacation rentals by, by owner. owner. Yeah. yeah. So it's VRBO, but they like to use the word like it's Verbo now. I think it's. But we rented a place like a that was nice. Um, it was really nice because the cell phones didn't work. Ooh. Well, is that why you never texted me back? Yeah, it was It was a struggle. <laughs> no, you're but, like... Well, since, since I knew the phone wasn't working for the most part, I just really put it away and just stuck it over there. So on the, on the way home last nice. night, I got it. AT&T worked. Now, this is not a cell phone commercial there, Sky, but AT&T was working if you had an AT&T phone. But Verizon, hmm, forget it. And I think I figured it out because we went out on the boat. We went around the corner, the big corner, and there's a tower there, a cell tower you can see on top of the hill. And it's just got all the little little rectangular dishes or whatever they call them. I don't know if they're dishes or not. The little antenna stuff. And then the, right, to the right of it, about 200 yards, is a tower, and it's bare. So I'm thinking Verizon. Yeah, that's your tower. <laughs> that's my tower right there. Somebody but cleaned up your tower, Scott. A lot of stuff. We, but we had to tote everything up there. Yeah. And towed everything back, so that made it uh, a little bit. You That's know, like a little full bit, day's work. A little bit work. more work. You got to work had all liberty, the food. Do what now? You got to fight for your right. We were fighting for, for party and liberty. For a right. Yes, yeah, exactly. fighting for a right to party. But I hope everybody had a fantastic Fourth of July. Sky, how was yours? Fireworks, barbecue, rock and roll. Nothing says. Wow. Man, it couldn't be better. Yeah, nothing says liberty in America. Did you go buy the oversized fireworks like my neighbors did? I mean, it was like being <laughs> at the official, you know, the, the Disney fireworks in my neighborhood. I, I'm very like, fortunate. Uh, the people boom, boom. that live around me, um, mm-hmm. I provide the music. And they, they provide, provide the, fire. the, uh, ah. the artillery. So, but these fireworks literally are artillery now. Yeah. What happened just to the old... 
Yeah. Uh, that's not. not good enough. you got to spend five, $600 to yeah, get Yeah, you've got to have a cannon to, yeah. to launch these things. And uh, so I'm thinking back in the old days, I would go light the, uh, what was it, the black cat, you know, this about an inch and a half long firecracker, and, and I would light it and run like the Dickens to hear. Well, you had to light and the now whole pack. Okay, grown of men the are cats. walking up to a, to basically an oversized toilet paper roll. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's cardboard. It's not steel. <laughs> It is cardboard, and it is filled with explosives. And they light that, and the fuse is not much longer than the old, than the old uh, uh, firecracker was. Yeah, M80. And they wander up there. They they used to. They have a yinling in one hand because that's now the America's beer. That's right. And they light that joker. Yeehaw! And they walk off real slow, stumble back and forth. It's a zigzag pattern back to the porch, <laughs> and then this thing goes off. And it sounds like the Russians have invaded. Yeah. You get you a nice effect, nice report, and uh, you get some. Now the aerials are are fairly impressive, but we yeah. used to have a thing they were called <laughs> M80s and silver salutes. Okay. Yeah. And seriously, M80s uh, were what a fourth or an eighth of a uh, quarter stick of dynamite. Uh, and was it a quarter? What? Are you sure it was a quarter? That's what I always was told. And I the mailbox, yeah, the mailbox the believed that uh, it was a quarter stick. <laughs> it was a quarter. <laughs> Sorry about that, all y'all. But uh, do not hold in hand, light fuse, get away. Use only under adult supervision. We followed none of these rules. As a matter oh, well, of fact, no, and that, that's a dumb rule too. You, you don't use M80s as a kid under adult supervision because if there were adults <laughs> they there, let they let wouldn't you let you them. use them. We used to make our own. Back what? then, you could go to the uh, hobby shop. And pretty much buy all the black powder you wanted. What? And you didn't need a note from your congressman or your mother. Okay. <laughs> well, we would take we would take this black powder and get like um, you know some some aluminum from a uh, lawn chair or something, which we happen to acquire, mm -hmm. and uh, seal it up, pack it up, <laughs> seal it up, some wax, put a M80 fuse in it, and uh, man, you had some power. You had some real serious. Uh, Where did all the metal go? It's like shrapnel. <laughs> it's a, you know, only the strong survived back when I was young. Those were the days. All right, here's, yeah. the, here's the deal. According to the interwebs, M80s were about one inch long, five-eighths inches diameter, with an average explosive composition of .12 ounces. Okay. The Silver Salute was an M100 average size, two inches long, one inch in diameter. That's probably the fourth of stick of dynamite. Y'all are insane. The silver salute. I never saw a silver salute. Oh, man. Oh, we had bags of those things. Y'all yeah. put black powder in aluminum chair legs. Yeah, aluminum tube. <laughs> not, not the whole leg now. Not no, like I that. know, but, but I mean, just we, little we, segments we, of we it that you had down. to cut up with a hacksaw. Yeah. We were very... Uh, <laughs> in, industrious. When that I was sounds like my father in law was telling him about... Um, well, I went somewhere where they had potato guns, which oh, I've got a cool potato gun that I've gathered up. You know what a potato gun is, right? I do. You do? Okay. Thank you. Do you ever shoot one? Well, no. Do you ever hold one? Do you ever I mean, see one? I grew one? up in East Tennessee. Have you but ever been I, around one? No. You just knew what one I was, just, and that's all you thought you You, you thought you were going to get some street cred? Bring for it to the studio one day. Okay, I'll bring it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll I would. fire it right here in the heart of we'll get arrested. the city. 
Someplace where they can go out in the woods and hack down some trees, yeah, and try to build a fort. Yeah. And usually, the fort usually your log cabin only makes it, you know, three or four logs high. Or a tree house, just, maybe. Um, yeah, or, yeah, that you built out of scrap. There was an old piece of plywood somewhere, and John's dad had two two by fours. And I was gonna say Sally's dad, but you didn't. This was this was a guy project. No, but that Absolutely. was America. Like to me, that is that is like American childhood because I remember. Oh, gosh, my friend Jennifer Unger, mm-hmm. her dad was kind of, well, he wasn't a big rules person. He was kind of <laughs> like a get out there and just survive. Right. And one year, we all got survival knives, like Rambo survival knives with the ca- the compass on the end. Really? And like we would like giant put it on her- knives? Yes, like giant knives. And we thought it was the greatest thing ever. And he would just send us out into the back behind his house. I don't really remember what we did. How many little girls were these out there with their survival knives? Well, it was just me and Jennifer and then her two brothers. Okay. Because they kind of, you know, I didn't have a dad. Right. He left. Right. So they kind of adopted you. They kind of adopted me. So we, I got one just like all the Unger kids, but my mom didn't know. Mm, So I had to leave it at the Ungers. Yeah, and then she found out and she's like, you're going to slice your leg off. We never did. We had the best. There was an old abandoned cabin and we'd take our knives and like. Chops. I don't know what we did, just, but just, just yeah, like it's it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. It really does. So anyway, mine. I didn't make anything with black powder, but it was a really good weekend. But Sky talking about black powder reminded me powder and black power. <laughs> you didn't have your phone all weekend, but did you know they found white powder at the White House? Say what? They found white powder at the White House and evacuated part of the West Wing. It was not not the official residence of the president. It wasn't in that part, but it was in the West Wing, like mm-hmm. the executive part. Mm-hmm. So they evacuate. They, what it was now. they evacuate. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't Hunter Biden's cocaine stash. Uh, oh, wait, oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> don't, get, don't get out over your skis there, Skyster. <laughs> you just ruined it. <laughs> anyway, the they joke? evacuate the whole White House. Everybody run. And it's cocaine. Ah, I knew it. Ah, it was just left from when George W. was there. Probably. <laughs> it was in the cubby. Oh. <laughs> How do you get cocaine into the White House? I, 
do you not? They all do it. All, all, of, those, all those people in D.C. Yes. do? Yes. So we can't even blame Hunter. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. Yes, they all are strung out on cocaine. But anyway, I don't know. Somebody was sloppy, left it behind, and there was an alert, and okay. everybody got evacuated. I have questions, <laughs> not being a drug user. What a bunch of morons, man. You can't even Isn't cocaine expensive? Yeah, at least hide yeah, it. Not at least keep people. it close to it's you. It's not really expensive not for these people. people. I mean, like, I'm upset if I leave, like, two pieces of gum in a pack somewhere. Like, if we'd have left the house we rented, and I was like, holy crap, I left my gum. I'm distraught. Is that why you keep all the jelly packs and ketchup packs? You won't let us throw them away? I will add, usually cocaine is the one drug that people don't leave behind. That's what I'm thinking. How much was it? How much did they find? Well, I don't know enough to evacuate for a white powdery substance. <laughs> did they, did they that think? place is okay. just a bunch of buffoons, man. They, they, they can't even do uh, cocaine right. Okay, look, you know, law God. enforcement or, or whoever's in charge. Is it the Secret Service? Are they totally in charge of, of the White House? Who knows? So someone at the Secret Service, they said, hey, there's some white powder. There's some white powder. Run! And somebody didn't say? No. Have you seen the people who work here? <laughs> It's a drug. It's not anthrax, for heaven's sakes. There had to be somebody who said, whose first response was, no, it's got to be hunters. No, it's like a fire it's drill, hunters. and all the kids run out, but they're all whispering. They're like, oh, my gosh, I was the one that pulled the alarm. No, that's my cocaine, but I can't they're say all, it out loud. They're all going, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, we got to take a break. Red Top's going to be up. The Ditch Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, this is exciting. We got to take a break. We'll be back. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. I'm Scott Beeson. Allison Sinclair is here. Sky Mosley is uh, running the board and making sure everything goes perfectly well. So when something is wrong or I do something wrong, it's mostly Sky's fault. That's right. That's how we do it. It It's a beautiful day here in the neighborhood in um, American Pride Month. That's what I'm going with. July I like 4th. it. Thank goodness Pride Month, the month of June, is over. God, I didn't think it would ever get over. I that was had, rough. I could ha- I've had all I could stand. It, it just, was rough. Well, this guy's got that look like, <laughs> I can't believe. I just couldn't take it. Couldn't anymore. take anymore, huh? 30 days. Let me see. 30 days in September, April, June. And At correct. least they had a shorter month. If they'd have gone with 31 days, I couldn't have taken it. That would have been the, 30, the limit. That's it. <laughs> I was at the limit. It is February. Scott blowed up on the 31st. Well, we already already used up February as Black History Month. What was it some of the leftists were saying that July should be White History Month? I I did not hear that. It's a White History Month because it's got the July the 4th, and it's all summery, and it's America. It's Americana. Uh, It's outside. It's grilling hamburgers and hot dogs. That doesn't include... Anybody but white people, of course. No, only white people. White, heterosexual, uh, meat eaters. I mean, it excludes the vegans, the people of color. It's just, it is very exclusive. Always trying to divide us, aren't they? Because there's nothing for anybody else to do in July. No one else enjoys summer. No one else does summery things. Barbecue and fireworks and celebrating the 4th. No, that's just white people. Mean old white people. Just mean old white people that... Owe the country back to. Did y'all see? Where is that story? Did y'all see that? Somebody else's. Who posted? Oh, oh, oh! It was uh, somebody outdid Bud Light. It was. Uh, it was the Ben and Jerry people. Did you see them? No. So on July the fourth, Independence Day, 
Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which is just, they're insane anyway. They have been. This is what they tweet out. This 4th of July, it's high time, it's high time, high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now. BenJerry's.com, blah, 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 blah. And they've got a little little sign, little, uh, what do you call these things? Just a little cartoon. Mm. Here's what I understand. It's got a little, little brown arm with a sign that says, this is stolen land right in front of the fireworks. <laughs> Isn't every country stolen, stolen land? land? Yes. yes. So why does America always get hate? Every country's had slavery. I'm not saying. I mean, you no, go no, back. No, no. You yeah, go I back mean, to biblical time. I don't know. Slavery was a standard. It is. It is an advancement. A a leap culturally, and I think correctly because we're all created in the image of God. No, no one has any business owning anyone else. That's that's terrible. But we didn't invent it. The United no. States did not invent it. The United States did not invent taking someone else's land. That happened as well. And here's what's funny. is so many of these leftists who are all about, um, this is stolen land. This is stolen land. They will steal your land in a heartbeat. That's what they're trying to do out in California. They want, you know, like, they're, well, with the reparations, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, they don't, it's not land, it's property. If, if they decide there needs to be a... A new governmental property, or maybe even a new park. They will take your land in a heartbeat and make whatever they want to out of that land. They want the federal government to own land. They want so you know it, it is simply a way where people with um, mental illnesses um, get to whine and moan and, and feel good about themselves for a sin they did not commit and. They have no intention. It's Ben and Jerry's going, Ben and Jerry's, wherever their factory is, wherever their headquarters are, is on stolen indigenous land. I've actually been there. They can give it back today. Just donate it to somebody other than Ben and Jerry's. But that's not going to happen. No, because they got to make their money <laughs> in this capitalistic society that they hate. Exactly. And what's the story on Ben and Jerry's? No, no, no. That was that was the, uh, wasn't it the haagen story? It's one of the marketing studies about how, so there was like an ice cream company that was just struggling or going out of business or whatever. I feel whatever. like you're making and this someone, up. And then I think it was, I think it was the haagen people and they bought it, gave it this cool sounding, the German sounding name. And um, it's a case study in marketing. Basically it's the same ice cream. It was the same factory. It was the same folks. Interesting. And someone else took it and made it sound all great. And we were like, we got to buy that. And we, which kind of ice cream did you get? Oh, I get the hug and dish. Sounds expensive. Mm, I get the hug and dish. <laughs> I'll pay more for that. We got, I'll pay more for that. It, but, but, Mom, it tastes just like uh, Scott and Allison's ice cream did. <laughs> nonsense. Nonsense. It's haagen It's way swankier. But it works, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> It does. <laughs> it really does. Take the exact same stuff, charge more for it, give it a better name, and you're like, this is awesome. We're all pretty uh, yeah, we're pretty gullible. Shallow. Yeah, we're pretty shallow. But, I mean, I agree. But Ben and Jerry's, I mean, how can you, are they just trying to outdo Bud Light? But they've done they've done things like that in the past, have they not? I mean, they've always, always been yeah. very, you know. Left wing. Uh, what, yeah, yeah. They, they wanted to defund the police. 
that was one of the things they were. If there's some left wing cause that. comes up, they're going to support it. Yeah, I don't. This isn't new. They're apparently okay dying on that hill. But no, they so, won't be giving back their land. No, they will not be giving back. <laughs> They're the very factory. generous with it's your a- resources. <laughs> There's not so much. Not so much. Well, look, if they didn't, if they weren't wealthy, they could not be supporting these liberal causes. You know what I mean? So they're they're wealthy. Mm. They're sacrificially wealthy. You know, you got to understand good, how it. I like that. How it works. I'm 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 very liberal. I'm very wealthy, and I do it just for you. Their, you, their factory is the not very nice, though. Little people. So really? maybe they are. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't all that great. I think they probably truly are bad. I, I don't think the ice no, cream's all that big deal. Oh no, it's not that. It's not oh, that good either. They're good marketing. Fudge brownie is good. Is good. It's better than something you can get from Bluebell or Mayfield. New Mayfield has moose tracks. Ooh, Mayfield is East stuff. Tennessee. My people. Is it? I don't know if it's better because Mayfield's chocolate almond is really good. Al, Al, Al's a big expert on ice cream. If you I, I do noticed. like when they came out with Cherry Garcia, though. That, yeah, was, that, was, that, was, cool. that was Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, that was a little Grateful Dead uh, yeah. nod there. Yeah, so they get, they get something get right occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Scott rare. doesn't know who Jerry Garcia is. I really, if you gave me a picture, I wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. But I've heard the name, though. The at, leader, least, at least have that much. The leader of the Grateful Dead. This sings what? Sings, plays <sighs> most stringed instruments. Is there a song I would know, or am I just supposed to know who they are? Ah, that's what I was going to say. And he probably doesn't even know it. Grateful Dead song. Trucking? Trucking. Grateful Dead. Trucking. There's no G. Trucking. So say it like I normally do. Yes, please. (laughs) Don't be sophisticated. Don't even try. Touch of Grey might be. Those are best. I've not heard any of these. I'm going to look them up. Do a little research during the break. We got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio will be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Powered by 1819 News. I am Scott Beeson. Let's get back out to your phone calls or out to your phone calls. I don't know what happened to Red Top. He's, he's working today. He's working. He'll get back. Yeah, I wanted to I hear, hear about, about the, Ditch Wars. Yeah. Because so I think the other one is a, a reality show. <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully yeah. he'll call back. <laughs> just got if it. it's not, we need to start one because people would watch it. Ditch Wars sounds to, like uh, uh, my 1980s childhood. I like it. Let's Ditch go Wars, back. We'll yeah. do it. This is uh, P. Eisen Ivy. I'm trying to think what the first name is in P. It's P. Dot Eisen. P. Eisen Ivy. Oh, uh, Probably Palmer. Palmer P. Eisen Ivy. Palmer. It's one of those South, South Alabama sophisticated antebellum. We Pat. own we own twenty five. The and Ivy K. family Pat family is old money. K is probably not K. It's probably Catherine or something very very long. I can't imagine. Can you imagine calling her Catherine? It probably is. Let's go out to Pies and Ivy. Pies and welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you for having me on. I want to give a security update since what happened at the White House. I could and let everyone know, you know, I got approval from Gina to be able to call y'all that the everything is fine at the mansion. Uh, we would know who comes in here. There's very few, you know, just twice a year that we have the legislative turtles come in for their little blackboard session. So we don't usually worry about them. And then otherwise, it's just our inauguration chairpersons that ever see the governor in here. You know, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Alabama Power, and the 
the great wood preserving company people, you know, so we would know who they are. So, so, so no fear there. But I, I, I was reading 1819 news as I do every morning, and I recognized that what we need to do if there was a need to evacuate the mansion is go ahead and have some of those $250,000 bedrooms in Elmore County ready for us and the staff to live in luxury ahead of time if we if we really need to there, y'all. Uh, but that's an update on what we would do. Appreciate y'all's work, and talk to you soon. Have a nice day. Thank you, Poison. That's good stuff. Poison's talking about how the prison beds apparently are getting uh, more expensive by the second. And I'm not sure why. Well, I mean, concrete block costs a lot of money. Poor or poured concrete. What are we building these things out of? Somebody wasn't getting paid enough. And so now they're upping it. I spoke to a lady. Um, she, she she called one time, um, a couple of different times. I hope she's listening in the summer. And we were talking about how these cities work, politicians, the state, and and um, I was telling her that my opinion, it's just my opinion, Sky, is that a tremendous amount of government construction, when they come out and say, oh, hey, citizens, we're going to build, oh, you definitely need, I don't know, an amphitheater. You definitely need an amphitheater. You definitely need a new jail. You definitely need a prison. Our school is falling down. Yeah, but the school was made out of concrete blocks and steel girders and you're going to build a new one out of concrete blocks and steel girders was it was it really falling down show me the part that was falling down oh it's in disrepair oh it's soon to be we need to tear it down we'll build you a new school for 65 million dollars and and my point to her was it's it's not about you need a new school it's not about you need a new amphitheater. It's not about, oh, no, we've got to renovate downtown. Oh, no, it's not about that. It is about who can get the construction projects. And that is why government construction projects go over. And that's why they go over by tremendous amounts, because it is about, it's about building whatever it is. It's not that you need it. It's about building it. It's like the roads. Okay, I'll give you a great example. This is the second time I've experienced this. Years ago when I was in the legislature, U.S. Highway 31, which everybody in our entire listening area from, from the river region up to central Alabama will know Highway 31. Highway 31 runs through the heart of my town. One day I'm, dri I'm driving up to town and they've got those machines out there and they are grinding up Highway 31. There's nothing wrong with Highway 31. It was smooth. Whoever paved it did a fantastic job. Had they, had they done it in a few years? No. And they're grinding up a perfectly good road, Sky, to put it back down. So, of course, me being the bothersome legislator that I am, call my office. Hey, give me somebody at the highway department. Highway department person, give me somebody higher up at the highway department. Can y'all tell me why y'all are grinding up a perfectly good road to put it back down when I have tremendous numbers of state roads in my district that are not perfectly good, that have potholes in them? And you know what the answer was? It's on the schedule. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a rip what's on the schedule. Now, this is how I came up with my famous idea, Sky. I don't know if Al has heard it before. I said, look, 
I've got a great invention for y'all at the highway department. Department of Transportation, sorry, that's the new. Find an old wagon. I don't care if you have to go to Dollywood and get them to be, you know, they used to do the wagons over there on the side of Dollywood. Now I think they've phased that out. I don't care if you have to go get the Amish to build you a new wagon with wooden wheels and metal bands around it and put some equipment on the back that tells you whether or not this wagon is falling apart and pull it down the road. And if the wagon says, this is rough, there's potholes, you need to dig this thing up and start over, I'm fine with that. But if you pull it down the road and all the little sensors and all the little stuff says, hey, this road's pretty smooth, then don't dig it up. And the reason I say that is because we have another road in my town called Fieldstown Road, which is the main road that runs perpendicular to the interstate I-65. There's nothing wrong with that road, Sky. But guess what? It's coming up now. We have a new one. They scraped off, dug up the top inch and a half, and are halfway through repaving it today. So I made a phone call. I said, surely the city is not doing this. Oh, no, no, it's a state county kind of deal. Well, then why are we digging up? There's no, there's not even a rough spot on that. It's on the schedule. <laughs> that's the, that's that's the, the way answer. we do things. That's the answer. That is the way we do it. I imagine those bids Alabama. are quite lucrative. Uh, oh, well, I'm them. sure. Isn't that what we did the whole gas tax for? That's right. Well, so that's, we you're, could, you're telling some some real inside truth there. Uh, oh, my gosh. Most Let me people tell you probably how, are not aware of how, how really I works. ended up, when I ran for a Senate re-elects guy, um, the person who ran against me had more money than I did. I was the incumbent. I wasn't going to lose. And um, what got my opponent, uh, what raised him a lot of money. I can't raise money for myself, but I can raise money for opponents. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at that. <laughs> What they wanted to do, before the, before the Republicans got there, the Democrats had given up on raising gas taxes, okay? They just didn't think it was a good idea, didn't think it was going to pass, Republicans were going to fight it. So the, the idea was, well, we'll do a bond issue. Ah. We'll make your children pay for this for 20 or 30 years, and they wanted a billion-dollar bond issue. Billion and I said, with a, a billion okay. dollars. For infra it's always infrastructure, infrastructure. we got to have that. And so I was making some speech or making some comments from the well about we were doing this for road builders. And they said, oh, no, it's the economy's they're really facing up, facing a lot of challenges out there. And I said, I tell you what, I'll vote for this. When y'all bring me proof that the first road builder's private jet has been repossessed. <laughs> I wonder they got rid of you, man. That immediately raised <laughs> a lot of money for my opponent. Yeah, like, you really? had to go at that point. You can't <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. You're struggling? No. I got folks in my district that are just, you know, wondering if they can make their house payment, and you're giving me the struggling road builder argument? <laughs> now I drive home, and they're digging up a perfectly good road. It's, it's messed up from top to bottom. Truly. We got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Maybe. Welcome back in, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. Let's get out to your phone calls. Eric the dog. Eric, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. Hola. 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 Como esta? 
Aki. You're here? You're here? That's it? Yeah. That's all you got? There y'all go. Must, must have been a long weekend. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know how much I know how much people enjoy when we speak languages they don't understand, so. It's okay, though. We need to know. Half the, half the country is speaking Spanish now, so we've got to get people up to speed. It is a public service responsibility that we have here. Okay, well... Me siento bien porque yo creo que solo tenía uh, dos, tres días esta semana. So hey, let's not get this. crazy now. Come sí, oh, my sí, bad. My bad. sí. My bad. Yes, we'll be in. Gosh, I pick all up right. on little things. Well, just a word here or there. Yeah. That's all you really need to know. Yeah, okay. sometimes just, you get it really well. I feel good. It's going to be a short week. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, look, we're working our hardest. We, Al, Al and I were talking during the break about how we're creating a country that's is bilingual or speaks two languages and it's a terrible yes, idea and um when i had the opportunity to spend a little time in europe one of the things that they thought was so great about america was that we had one language and that it was oh. a huge advantage militarily to have one language all these european countries with their whole multiple language thing um does not work well when you're in armed conflict because people can't give orders or take orders from people they don't understand. Well, I don't know about all that. That seems a little... Because I guarantee you, somebody's got a gun in your hand and somebody's shooting at you and uh, the guy says something and starts doing shooting, you can pretty much follow follow what he's got going on there. I mean, getting yeah. I mean, shot at, I heard, so is a short, it, 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 it will shorten the learning curve real quick, one yeah. way or the other. Now, yeah, but look, if they say go left and you go right, that's a big that's issue. That's a good point. If you guys say, hey, look, take well, your brigade and go around the backside of this mountain, make sure you're there by two. I mean, you know, you start doing it. Yeah, as you just exemplified, you start giving us Spanish in long form. We didn't, we didn't get all that. Oh, no. Gotcha. I understand. I just don't know. Our military, I don't think I have that problem. I guarantee you, by the time you get through basic training, you can probably. You'll know I mean, how to wear a rainbow-colored bikini. But you may oh. not know Spanish. Go left. Uh, only if it has a tuck in it. It's got to have the tuck. Got to have the tuck. <laughs> a little tuck. I'm not, get, I'm not getting the Brazilian. I don't care what they say. <laughs> and you're going to have to deal with it. Jeez. Look like Harry and the Hendersons over here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we went to this uh, this little store around the corner from where I live. It's a, a Spanish store. And uh, mm -hmm. they sell all kind of, you know, stuff you get in Mexico. And it's real big. And you walk in there and... People are all shivering around in Spanish. We walk in, we kind of stand out. My wife's in there, and she doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Right. Um, but we're in there talking. They, you know, they're just talking their stuff. My wife's all she's learned over the years. But sometimes, you know, I don't. Sometimes I don't speak Spanish. Sometimes I do. I like to mess with them, and sometimes I just like to let them know, hey, you're not talking amongst yourselves. All right. Uh, I had that fun. I did that at a job site one time. I almost got in a fight. Uh, they, they for said, not letting them they, know you knew Spanish? No, because they said something about me, and they didn't think I knew Spanish. And oh. I was with a bunch of redneck painters, and they was like, what'd they say? What'd they say? And I was like, I told them, I was like, ooh. They said something about a, uh, call me a, uh, an orifice in your lower lower extremities. Got it. And, uh, <laughs> really? And, uh, <laughs> I asked them, I asked them who they was calling that, and, and uh, the, the eyes, you should have seen their eyes, and I was already having a bad day. And I told him in no uncertain terms, uh, we we could we could discuss it further. And this whole guy jumps out. He's like, "No, no, no, no! They were just kidding. They were just kidding." I was like, "I bet they all. <laughs> I bet they all." Sometimes mm. being bilingual can come in uh, real handy, I guess. Hey, yeah, did they sell like Mexican time. Diet Coke at that store? 
the Mexican Diet Coke is better? Yes. Really? Real sugar. Oh, my Same word. Sugar. Yes. Yeah. They use, like, the Mexicans use the real stuff. They don't, uh, they got a lot of good stuff. They have great ice cream. If you ever go into one of those, you find one of those little Mexican stores and go into mm-hmm. them, they got the best Mexican, uh, their ice cream and their, uh, mm-hmm. to die for. I'll fight you over one of them things. They're pineapple really? ones. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. You want to talk about money laundering? I mean, Pineapples. You know, yeah, they have like a pineapple bar. They freeze them. They're so good. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's one, uh, there's a, on 31, right before you get to Xmart, on the right-hand side, there's a, a trailer park, and there's a little store in there. I know there's also exactly one off uh, yep. the West Boulevard, right before you get to 31, uh, behind the uh, Dollar General. There's a... Okay. There's a little store over there, and they got some. Well, we got to take a break, Eric. Maybe we'll get them right, to y'all. advertise here. Have a good one. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. If you get a chance, go check out 1819news.com. You will see what unbiased reporting is like here in the state of Alabama. I'm sure you will enjoy it. While you're there, sign up for the, the different newsletters, the daily detail. That way, these things come to your email box, and you can get up to speed maybe before you listen to us we can't cover all the stories we cover the the big ones with the ones we think are the most interesting but the most important thing to do over at 1819news.com is is join the fight sign up support what they're doing there which supports what we're doing here and it is good for the state of alabama it's good for the soul no doubt about that a couple of interesting stories that are over at 1819news.com um this july the fourth event that Al that you brought up before the yeah. show even started, the Speaker of the House here in the state yeah. of Alabama. He hosts with. Um, Is this a political event on the Steve fourth? Livingston. I guess they have an annual Fourth of July breakfast. Have they always done that? Well, I've never been invited, I've so never, I'm not I've quite sure. But it's the most random group of people, and it's interesting. I'm curious your thoughts of the guest so list. So, what did they do, and what did they have? I mean, Livingston was. Kathy Livingston came in right after I left. Um, yeah, I think See, it was right after I left. Him. I don't know a lot of these people. So, Philip Rigsby, Jenny Let's Shaver, Rex Reynolds, Andy Witt. Okay. Former House Speaker. Yeah, that's what we're getting to. Okay, Mac McCutcheon was there. Mm-hmm. What? Steve Raby. I remember Raby. Raby was around when, when I was there. Political consultant. And I want to talk about Raby. But Wes Allen was there. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth was mm-hmm. there. Random group of people. Random oh. group of people. And this was on, this was yesterday, on the phone. Yes. So, hmm. so. I probably wouldn't have gone, even if I was invited. If but I was maybe still they're a not random. Senator. Maybe they are all one. This oh, maybe this article is, this talks is a about that Will and, um, Will, Lieutenant Governor Ainsworth. Mm-hmm. And Speaker Ledbetter are really good friends. They came into the legislature at the same time, and they're tight. And so then, Speaker Ledbetter, this is interesting, okay. goes on to endorse Will Ainsworth for governor in 2026. 2026? Yeah. Three years from now? I mean, why not? If he's going to run, he's got to start because there are a lot of people that don't know him. I don't know. There's just a picture of him smiling, kind of laughing, shaking his hand. But he hasn't formally announced. Mm -hmm. 
But that's the first time, you know, you always hear. You hear that he's running, that Steve Marshall's running. Mm -hmm. Steve Marshall may run for Tommy Tuberville's seat if he doesn't run. Right. There's lots going on out there, but this is the first, like, official, even though it was just a pancake. Well, actually, I don't know what they had for breakfast. I say pancakes. You should have pancakes. On 4th of July, for sure. Yeah, I mean, but I can't tell. I just the, little, was... the little things are covered in the background. What do you think about that? I think it's interesting. Um, I would say that if I was just looking at this, looking at Ledbetter coming out early for Ainsworth, the Speaker of the House coming out this early, I would say that the establishment has said we're okay with Will Ainsworth being governor. So this is his coming out party? I, th I think it helps, yes. Um, now, what you could have is, and I've seen this in the past, you could have, quote unquote, the establishment, Montgomery, the powers that be, I'm doing the little air quotes. Sometimes they're okay with multiple people running. The establishment gets more ginned up to beat someone to stop someone than they do supporting someone. So say that, um, say you and I wanted to run for whatever, the United States Senate, and the establishment said, hey, you know, we're okay with Scott, that's fine, and he's, all, he's okay. And then they say, when and Al, Al's okay. Well then, all is good in their world. They don't really have to go out and spend a tremendous amount of money, they leave you and I to ourselves, we run against each other, and, and they're happy. But if there's someone who comes along, say, say Sky decides to run, and for whatever reason they don't like Sky, Sky's like, man, we're going to tear down the establishment. Right on. We're going to stop this. We're going to drain the swamp. And he's, you know, out there, got an 18-wheeler. He's talking off the back of the 18-wheeler, drawing crowds all over the state, and people are like, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. And uh, so then they decide <laughs> yeah. they'll spend millions of dollars not to help me or you. They've got to beat Sky. And it sound that, like that's... you've experienced that firsthand. <laughs> <clears throat> no comments. Just from a position of uh, actuality. It is. A st I heard it from a friend who uh, heard it from a friend who. Or your speedwagon told me Do you interpret this that Will Ainsworth is one of them? Then no, I think I, I wouldn't want to say that. I would interpret is that that they don't see him as an enemy that has to be fully stopped. And, and there is a difference. Well, they see if Steve they, Marshall as that? I don't know. That's what I, I doubt. I mean, um, because because uh, many of the people who are the quote-unquote the establishment, many of these groups, um, some of them like to kind of abuse being in the cabal, okay? AEA likes to abuse being in the cabal. They, they want what they want, and they want their stuff passed, and they want... They want goodies. They want their hands in the bag. Goodies, goodies, goodies. But on, but a lot of these groups, they just want to be left alone. Don't raise their taxes. Don't raise don't their taxes. Don't come after their industry. Don't come after their industry. Don't start monkeying around with it. We got it the way we like it. We don't really want any more. Can't y'all just stop? Just stop. Like, we'll lay low as long as you behave. Correct. Okay. There's some of that. And that's what people don't understand. Now, do they have advantages maybe they shouldn't have? Probably, I'm thinking of one entity in particular that has advantages in this state that they don't have in 
almost any other state. Now, there, there's always a spectrum. Right. You go out to the end, you got the AEA, they always want their stuff, and they're kind of in the group, and give it, give, give me, give me, give me. Then you come back a little bit, you've got some folks who probably have unfair advantages that they shouldn't have, and they're very touchy about these things because they know that if Sky goes out and campaigns against these positions, that will be very popular and very populist. And then you come a little further on the scale, you got some big entities who basically have the same um, advantages or business climate that they do in other states, and they're just like, just stop. Why Don't make us the enemy. Just let it be. And they're kind of okay with all that. Um, a lot of it for, for those groups is just, can we just... Can we just keep doing what we're doing? Don't give us any more. Don't take any away. Can't we just stay status quo and leave well enough alone? And uh, some of those entities will will absolutely support conservatives to try to keep a political balance because they don't want the left in charge because right. the left will decide, oh, it's time to come after company A or whatever it is. So they'll support conservatives just to keep a balance of power. So this cabal, this group that you're talking about, the, this is the they this that the decides they. whether they're going to campaign against Will Ainsworth or For not. Will Ainsworth or right. decide that Mo Brooks shouldn't be a United States senator, Katie Britt shouldn't be a United States senator, that group. That's the they. You don't want to name it names? Is, it is the Montgomery Swamp. No, not really. We should it's know not that they hard are to figure out. No, it's not really that yeah. hard to figure out who is who is who. I do think that a lot of people, even people who are politically plugged in, sometimes think they know who the real enemy is, and they're not exactly on target. The cabal is there, and they know the members of the cabal, but they misread who's on what end of the spectrum of who wants to just be left alone and who is actively always trying to get mm. an advantage. However, I already mentioned one group, Road Builders of Alabama. They're, they're always very, very powerful. I used to wonder, you know, why are they so powerful? They're in, they're in the clique, but they always want more gas taxes. They always want to say, we got to pave more roads. They always, great example. This story we're looking at right here says Ainsworth has used the lieutenant governor's role as an outspoken advocate for school choice, which we're for, right? Right. Those of us on the right are for school choice and the widening of Interstate 65 from four to six lanes from ah. one end of the state to another. Get really? a little, get a little, right? Do you, you, He's do just frustrated. He just went to the beach and he had to sit in traffic. That's all. Yeah, for the, both those weekends. So let's spend, I don't know, a billion dollars to make sure we don't have to... Drive home and slow. And home I noticed, Scott, the other day, there's a, a new study out. I-65, one of the most dangerous roads, in not only in Alabama, but in the United States. In the United States. Something what, must be it, done. Was it the most, or was it one of the most? In Alabama or in the United States? In the United States. Which means I, it's I, in the top 200. Yes. <laughs> it was, as I recall, it was one of. Every, every... <laughs> Every road builders association in the country has That's an article uh, in their back pocket uh -huh. that says, I'm telling you what, we don't widen this highway right here in Mississippi. 
Why should we? It is one of the most dangerous roads in the country. We're saving lives. Wait a minute. I just came from Louisiana. There's a big sign on the side that says widen I-10. Why? Because it's one of the most dangerous roads in the country. Let's get more people on it. <laughs> just like, golly. But it's always that way, is it not? Remember the old one? The old one was... There are bridges that are out yeah. causing little children to have to ride two hours to school. We, we inf infrastructure crisis here in the state. There's a bridge out in Greene County, and those little children are having to ride two hours. Then fix the doggone bridge. It's only 20 feet long. <laughs> but no, they need that for a story. So you get the hype out in front. Yes, you get the, get you the public on your side. Have to do that. Hey, let me give you a better idea. Okay. Before we widen I-65, can we finish widening I-20 to Atlanta? You know how you're driving to Atlanta and you're like six lanes, and it's, it gets down to four lanes? Why is that? It's like just a little segment. There's just a little stretch or two yeah. between here and Atlanta. But for some reason, Georgia doesn't. They have Atlanta right there. But isn't it four lanes? As it comes to Alabama and Georgia, or is it six? Let's just finish the part. Can we finish the parts we already started? I just want them to pave downtown Birmingham that has been bumpy for six years. For real. I mean, the world game is a disaster as it was. How embarrassing! But we couldn't even have our roads paved. Let me ask. Let me ask this question for both of y'all. Y'all were at. July the 4th events this weekend. We, we, we've already established that. And in, in our callers, please, our callers all across Alabama, from Central Alabama, all of Central Alabama, River Region, everybody, thousands and thousands of people listen to this program. I need people to call and say, you know, we were sitting around talking. And we're talking about things, you know, politics and stuff over the 4th. I had a big old scoop of homemade ice cream. And uh, I said, you know, we really need to widen I-65 from Tennessee to the Gulf. If that conversation came up as this is one of the priorities for the state of Alabama this weekend, I would love to hear from you because I'd love to hear that conversation. I am betting that those words were not uttered by one Alabamian over the 4th. I might challenge you on that one. I didn't hear it. You you really think people said, "Oh yeah, we need to we need to do that." Well, if they all, were in their car all, driving all the things... home from the beach, <laughs> yes, they probably weren't sitting by the lake eating here's ice cream. Talking here's about my it. other thing on sixty five. Even if it's three lane, when knuckleheads crash on it, doesn't the traffic stop? <laughs> Pretty well, much. you have another lane to go around. Oh man, that's true. Yeah, maybe maybe one more. Maybe we can get by. Yeah. Is that our argument? Mm -hmm. Okay. You think so? I don't. Yes. See, I, or I, I, there's just more lanes to cause crashes. <laughs> I don't know. Whichever way you want to go. But I do think it's interesting. I mean, Will Ainsworth had this whole media, PR, marketing, like all this on his social media about widening 65. and Where did it come oh, from? And you, do you remember Stan Cook called in and said... Next time somebody tells you they want to widen a road, you need to ask why. Uh huh. And that stuck in my head because then I started seeing all this widen 65. I'm like, what is this? How about the I'm just saying, I don't, what do they call it? Astroturfing? Where you try to create a grassroots movement? I just don't see it as a grassroots movement. 
I just wish we would fix some stuff. Or I, I'm old enough to remember, Sky, you do. Remember when we wanted to build four lanes from nowhere to nowhere? Yes. Yes, yeah, an economic development tool. Right. If we will just build a four lane from here to Nowhereville, uh, Nowhereville will get a lot of jobs. Everybody will drive no. there. The only jobs was for the road builder. Yeah, they, they, they kind of messed that one up a little bit. It just went a little <laughs> too far. Eh, we already made all our money. I don't really care if you figured it out now. It's too late. Cha-ching. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back in, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I have figured it out. I will make a compromise. Senator Beeson, what is your proposal? I recommend uh, offer an amendment that we fund the widening of I-65 in the troubled areas between Birmingham and Montgomery. What do you base that on, Senator? Oh, that's usually where I sit in traffic. <laughs> so I think it probably needs to be a little bit bigger. I think we can probably do without expanding it south of Greenville to, I don't know, almost Mobile, maybe? Exit 38? Which, which, what's the exit that you'd turn on to go to Gulf Shores? That sounds right. We probably don't have to make it six lanes from there to there. Do we? Do we? Am I wrong? Are we just going to make it six lanes to uh, to the casino? Is that what we're doing? We're going to six <laughs> lanes to Wind Creek? <laughs> right. I, want, I want one of the legislators to say it that way. That's what I want. I don't care how much. I just got to widen it to the casino. <laughs> I got some supporters well, over got there. got that Sausage Factory down there, too. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Can't we just, I don't know, fix the places? Is it that hard? You've you got me back to my wagon. I need my wagon with some sensors on it. Somebody did ask me, well, what sensors are you going to have? I said, I don't know. Put the, put the guy who's in charge of the Department of Transportation, put Cooper over there. Make him, oh, make him bend down on all fours on my wooden wagon and put his forehead on the, on the, <laughs> on the bed of it. And depending on how many blue marks are on his face when he gets through pulling it, we'll know if we need to repave the road or not. He'd probably threaten to shoot you. <laughs> Whip my butt and shoot me too. Let's go to let's go to Dana. Dana, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're well. Well, I heard him. I had to take the challenge. Because, Come on, give me the challenge. Uh, look, I've lived in Montgomery 51 years. Yes, sir. I, I've driven that road. My, we went up to a soccer game with my daughter on a Saturday. My left at nine in the morning. Plenty of time. You coming to Birmingham? Stuck. Yeah, on first time. My, my daughter plays soccer out of Birmingham. Yep, but, yep, okay. So we, I go up there a lot. And for work, I travel up there a good bit. And there's a lot of people that commute to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Montgomery, Clanton, that is there. But we got stuck in traffic a little bit. It was three and a half miles to the Verbena exit. It took 40 yep. minutes. And every car was, well, the majority of them were Kentucky, Ohio. Remember, if you want to go to the beach... Unless you want to drive all the way over to Atlanta, that's that's your only route to go from Ohio and everywhere else. Now, granted, there's some areas, that, you know, if Guy Hunt or someone or Meemaw or someone had put in some, hey, let's just do a little bit of time instead of paving a random state road in Lowndes County that nine people use. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, you ever, hey, have let's, you ever let's driven let's from uh, 65 to uh, Andalusia? I, I, I live right here in the Snowden area. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, and just get the yeah, super nice four lane from you got to drive off the interstate a few miles, get on the four lane, drive, 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 four oh, lane, four lane, and then you I mean, take that well, right, and now you're the two lane. Yep. There's a four lane from Brantley to 
Oh, you're just outside Laverne and Brantley on 331. And I'm going, why did we do this? So you, you're driving 331 from Montgomery all the way to Brantley in two lane. Then you got a massive four lane. And, you know, some people get to pass each other. But if we had been four laning from, I, I said it the other day, I said, this is ridiculous that we ain't figured this one out for that stretch. It's a very, I think there's a lot of local people who use that stretch just to commute. And a lot mm-hmm. of people go to Birmingham. I mean, there's there's a Trader Joe's in there, so my wife has to go there and get her Trader Joe's wine, so we have to go to Birmingham. I have friends in Birmingham. We play soccer in Birmingham. We do a lot of stuff up there. So, so are you going to vote for my amendment, Dana, that says let's expand it where we where we have the problems and not expand it from south of Greenville to the Gulf Shores exit? Right. Hey, I'm good for anything as long as we can get between Montgomery and there and expand it. But, you know, by then I'll have moved out of here once my daughter graduates high school here. We're all, you know, we're going to move somewhere else. But I'm just saying, there's been 19 governors who didn't care, but everyone's got a random one lane or two lane road and BFE places that no one cares about in Bullock County. I mean, You're right. it's a state road. But everyone, Absolutely. every politician's got to get their finger in something. But I, I think there's a lot of people that get irritated with that. Because on a Saturday at 930, it's packed. Mm-hmm. It, we had to actually, we got off the interstate at uh, the exit 212, 145, and drove to Columbiana, and then cut across up 280, and cut in because we looked at the old Wazzy thing or Wazzy thing, and it's like, it's going to take us three and a half hours to get to Birmingham. That's right. Yeah. On Was a Saturday that's that's what I'm always uh, I'm always fascinated. The wrecks I understand, I get it. But what I don't get is when I sit in traffic, and then it doesn't appear that there was even a wreck. I mean, what is well? One of those is usually a wreck, well when a wreck happens. If it's bad enough, then you got to shut the interstate down for 35 minutes. Well, yeah. then you get the whole backup to where it's backed up nine and a half to ten miles at zero miles an hour. Right. People having to use their you know water bottles for urinary bottles because there's no place to pull over. That's true. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm more for, we need to do that instead of, you know, paving some of these roads that no one uses. I, it's just I my don't opinion. disagree. And I've, I've spent my tax money in Alabama, so I can have my useless opinion every now and then. <laughs> and I'm a biologist. I'm not an engineer. But there's plenty of room in that median to where you wouldn't have to go too much off the other side. I mean, it's pretty wide. There's a lot of state troopers on that median. they got plenty of places. Plenty of room for them to park. And there's no doubt about it. Hey, I'm, well, I'm, I, for fixing, Dana, I'm for fixing the places where there are problems. But this whole mantra of from one end of the state to the other, it just doesn't. And I think the reason it bothers me so much is I have the same view that you do. There were some people when I was still in the legislature, and they would go out and they would put these, you know, they run these cables across the highway and it says how many cars have gone by. And what I was advocating at the time was, look, don't go out and and make some two-lane road into a four-lane road until there is a certain amount of traffic. And, And we had all sorts of problems with every county commission, every little city, you know, council and mayor, they're like, we, we, we got to have a four lane. You got to expand our road. I'm like, you don't even have, you don't have 10,000 cars yet. We'll we'll talk about expanding your road when you have enough traffic. And see, that's a scientific data driven. Everybody has an out. There's one traffic light in Lowndes County, yet they have more paving than we do. 
So, I mean, that's, it's, it's, no it's all there. about who who has what contacts. Well, you know what the all I have to do is a random day get on the interstate and drive all the way from uh, Mobile to Birmingham, and as soon as they hit Bermuda, they're done. That's right. Now, hopefully they got a bathroom on the bus. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. Hey, Dana, Thanks, I appreciate man. it. I actually, uh, during spring break when we came back, I pulled off the interstate all the way over in the grass on the side, got out, got the ice chest out, sat it under the tree, had lunch. Stop it. No, I'm serious. That's so dangerous. Who's going to get me? I was way off the highway, not on the hazard lane. I'm talking about in the grass. Yeah, but like, what if somebody just... Shot me? Well, that. They weren't going fast. They were barely driving. They oh, were dead well, stop. It was because the traffic was so bad. Oh, I, I didn't thought have to you figure just out. pulled over. Oh, no, no, no. We got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. We appreciate you listening. If you want to join the program, we've got a couple of phone lines open, but now let's go out to one of them. Ed from Columbiana. Ed, welcome to the program. Thanks for listening. Uh, good morning. Uh, by the way, are you familiar with the quote by Anne Graham, one of Billy Graham's daughters, where she was asked the question about why did God allow 9-11? And basically uh, her no. answer, to sum up her answer, is that basically we've invited God out of our, our country and our culture in different areas, talking about kicking prayer out of schools and, you know, God out of the classroom, no, no Bible reading in the classroom. And, and we wonder why all of a sudden... Maybe his protection is not there for us. And uh, it was really well said, and I heard it quoted by a Catholic priest, believe it or not, and and um, it was quite fascinating. Uh, in fact, I'll probably listen to it again later today. I just had, had to search it out on YouTube. But uh, it was basically Father Crappie quotes one of Billy Graham's daughters, and now you'd be able to find it on YouTube under that. It was a very telling quote and about where we're at in our culture today, how... Basically, we're seeing the corporate structure, whether it's Bud Light or Miller or whatever other mm-hmm. corporate America, basically kicking God out of any relevance in their corporations. And uh, we're supposed to just blindly support them in, in spite of that. And uh, as long as we do, we, we'll keep getting more of the same, apparently. And so I, I just think that we have to communicate, no, we don't compromise in these areas. And if you want to talk about colonialism and some of the consequences of colonialism, what about the neo-colonialism? of this globalist mentality where we we uh, uh, export uh, homosexual agendas and abortion agendas to cultures that may not want to go down that road. And so it's a new form of colonialism that we're forcing on the third world countries especially, like when we go in under the name of International Planned Parenthood and sterilize third world women. Uh, where, where's the colonialism uh, decried in the media about that? And then, and, it's, it's, and if they seem to think we can play God and go back and change history, I don't know how we can change history to accommodate their desires. And so their mentality is, well, we'll punish people that had no more to do with those historical choices than they did. And so why, why should other people, like say, for pay, pay restitution for crimes we didn't commit? Because you, because you and I both know it's not about that. It's just undermining the republic, undermining the culture, causing younger young people to to hate their own country, uh, and that's what it's about. It's about destruction. And they know better. They know that the history of the world, like Allison was saying earlier, is one group of people taking land from another group of people. I don't I don't know who in the world is probably the original people 
living on the land that, that they wandered onto at the beginning of time. Because there's you know, always been conflict. I mean, even the English aren't they're not even the the pure first English people. I mean, you know, they, where, you know, they had the, the Norman conflict and all those kind of things. So everybody's mixed up hodgepodge of whoever conquered who at what millennia or what century. Yeah, you know, where's the outrage over the farmers in the Netherlands that are getting their property uh, stolen by the government? Where, where, where's the outrage at the uh, government in the Netherlands for going along with this? I mean, the, the, uh, globalism mostly wants to take away a lot, all your private property because it's a cultural Marxist belief in private property. So, what, so, so I mean, this is the culture where we're fighting today. And people not, might not like to believe it, but part of the reason Columbus came over to the old world anyway was to share Christ. Mm-hmm. There was a missionary. Well, that's, that's, one, that's another reason that the Columbus story is being transformed into that he was a racist, uh, terrible slave trader, murderer, awful person, because the real story is expansion of the gospel. So basically, these people do not want to see a revival of Christian civilization in the West or anywhere else in the world. Correct. They well, are, anyway. Actually, the United States has become the vanguard for anti-Christian activity across the world. I ran across a story, Ed, and you'll be interested. It's about the CIA director or the chief, Chief Burns. Um, he was off somewhere speaking about the war, Russian war in Ukraine, said it was a once-in-a-generation opportunity to recruit spies to the intelligence agency. The Russians were so disaffected with the war that they'll um, want to help the United States. Now, Larry Johnson has a piece in response to it. Number one, he says the Burns guys lost his mind like so many people in the in this administration and in Washington, D.C. But he's like, this, you're, you're totally off base. He says he totally, that, that, that Burns and these people don't understand the Russian people and what they believe in. And this is one of the things he says. He says, today the United States stands as the only existing country in the world with a 40-year track record of imperial military misadventures and the squandering of tr- trillions of dollars. Instead of making the world safer, the United States has sown chaos the United States has more political prisoners languishing in prison than Russia does. We've said that mm-hmm. on this show a bunch of times. And freedom of expression, especially for Christians, is attacked with increasing ferocity by a corporate media eager to shield for the U.S. government. The U.S. intelligence and military organizations are a woke, hot mess. U.S. military leaders are fixated on promoting transgender degeneracy, routinely failing to meet recruitment goals, and destroying the foundation of uniformity that is an essential trait of successful armies. He says, I defy you to show me a mentally stable Russian intelligence or military officer eager to join the United States. Yikes. Well, by the way, was there any provision made to protect Middle Eastern Christians in Bush's government that he installed in Iraq? I don't remember. I do not recall that at all. I also remember that the Clinton administration, um, when there was a conflict between the Serbs and the Islamists, we bombed the heck out of the Christians. Listen to this other sentence from here. You'll love this, Ed. Says, um, da-da-da-da-da-da. There was a time... 
The Republicans what? supported Clinton on that too, remember? Oh yeah, of course they did. The neocons for sure. There was a time during the Cold War when a CIA case officer could pitch a Soviet intelligence or military officer with the image of the United States as a clearly superior alternative to the Soviet Union. The U.S. had a free press, a healthy, complex economy, a robust political system, and most importantly of all, freedom. At least that what that was what the U.S. peddled. So Larry Johnson is basically saying back during the Cold War, there was a time at least where we could try to get people from other countries to be counter agents, secret agents for us by saying, hey, look, you know, we're the good guys. We have a free press. We have this economy. We have freedom. We have values. This is where you want to go. This is this is how you want people to live. And now we are telling countries, hey, look, if y'all don't have a gay pride parade, you're not in the clique. If you're not flying the pride flag, y'all not having some 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 guys in some uh, leather. Y'all just we, we're not supporting y'all. Y'all are terrible. You're against human rights, and that's were, literally were what we're doing around the world. There were inconsistencies even back then, though, because basically the, the Nazis, the Marxists, and the Bolshevik Revolution were all financed financed by Western bankers. Under the name of peaceful trade, later free trade, we have helped to build up our, our potential adversaries under the flag of communism, whether it's communist China or, or the old Soviet Union. We helped build their military-industrial complex in the name of peaceful trade. You can't go, you know, and when a piece of evidence is, look at Henry Ford built a truck plant there that it was convertible to tank chassis. Mm -hmm. And we called it peaceful trade. Think about it. You can't, Anthony, by the way, Doc, and read Anthony Sutton's book, a national suicide or his updated version, the best enemy that money can buy. That's the popular version of his larger set where he points out how the West helped build up the Russian uh, military industrial complex back when they were the old Soviet Union. Yep. Thanks, Ed. We appreciate you. Hey, man, you can't have a, you can't make money off wars if the two sides don't both have bullets. I mean, come on. got to build up both sides or you can't have a good battle. These bankers are, they win no matter who wins. We gotta take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Ashley has just uh, stocked up the uh, the snack bar here at the Unfiltered Radio oh, nice. headquarters. What, what did we get? Oh, it's got we got some uh, we got some Reese cups, some almond joys, some Starbursts, some alm, some more almonds. All right. All now kinds she's of stuff. like bringing out root beer. She clearly Who drinks root beer. We do. What? Yes. Knocking back some beers around here. I've he never They'll drink it. Well, <laughs> he it they'll so drink weird. it. It'll be gone, no doubt about it. She clearly does not care about our body mass indexes. She has discovered that that was a racist policy and therefore should be ignored, and we should eat <laughs> almond joys at a crazy rate. So it's natural. Maybe it's natural some sugar. Protein. The almonds are natural. No Sometimes doubt. you feel like a nut. Sometimes she you don't. don't. Sometimes. <laughs> Every day. I'm looking at, why, why is this always on my computer? The month is over. Two men who I would argue, Allison has seen this. Those aren't dad bods, are they? That's beyond dad bods. No, That's a heavy body mass index. What do you call this? Dad bod plus? <laughs> dad bod extra, extra large dad bod? It's, it looks more like a beer good. bod. It's, it's, it's past that. It's old beer bod. It's past beer bod. Beer is just kind of like a little pooch. Right. This is... That's full flesh. This is old-timey vintage obesity. Yes. 
Yes. Vintage like obesity. politician. Yes. yes. Foghorn Leghorn-esque politician. Um, two pasty white guys with beards, gray beards. That means they're old, older than me, with their guts hanging out and around on both sides um, with a rainbow tutus on. <laughs> Thankfully, the tutus are on, because if you remember last week, we had the bikers that had that needed tutus, that I would have been like, please put on <laughs> the tutus. That's an improvement over the last week. Last uh, week, it was uncovered. Their toolboxes were uncovered. How can you ride a bicycle like that? Oh, to one side. Oh, Scott, it was a rhetorical question. I didn't need oh, you to actually answer it. I'll give you a scientific answer, answer yeah, for no. the engineer. Okay. Well, and I got some more bad me. news for you, Scott. Oh, what? my God. Get ready, okay? It's going to ruin it's your day. Worse. Rachel Levine wants to prolong Pride Month oh. to the summer of Pride. <laughs> the summer. So you're, yeah, you're all oh. set now. They want to do that all every year? Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm I'm moving. Uh, we're gonna have to do something else. I've got a I've got a new idea. I you'd like that about how we should do these boycotts because boycotts are, are are unsustainable in America because they just got us from both ends. That's right. Because look, you're gonna boycott Target, so then Wally World says, "Oh no, we're 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 in too." So every time you turn, you can't even go to Chick Fil A anymore. Remember, shop local. Your Cracker Barrel. You got your Cracker Barrel. Got the Rainbow Rockers. But what if, what if we just said, okay, look, I know I can't sustain it. I know I'm weak. But as soon as you put the rainbow rocker out, I'm done. Uh, if it's only June, I'm, I'm done for June. While y'all are priding it up, I'm done. I'm not at Target. When I walk in, you got the rainbow thing. It says we're all starting. We're having a big festival here. I'm out for that month. Can we can we do that? Well, I mean, what happens when it's the summer? When of they pride. make it the summer, and then, then we're going to. And then it's the year to, of pride. Well, that'll give Kinda us an opportunity anyway. to re reduce anyway. our body mass index, so we don't look like these two guys. Which, by the way, no eggs you, in a basket. You gotta know. See, that's why I was going to. I mean, Mama's pancakes. That's why I was mm. trying to come up with a way to to hurt them during the month to say, Hey, look, we're not doing that. We'll have to cook some pancakes at home. For this month, and maybe they'd at least get a little bit of a hint and just say, you know what, we just sell breakfast and rockers and. But if they know you're toys, coming back July first. I you mean, think they, they really don't care. Don't care. Then? Yeah, I well, think that's maybe, kind maybe of dragon. I know like, Clark is Clark. I know you got stuff to do, brother, and I wanted to make sure you had long enough, so we're going to have to carry you over if we can. But the rest of this attire is also bikini top. In the shape of hearts. With hearts. And they are placed in the right places. Because they do. Both of these guys, I think, have man boobs. So. <laughs> what did. What was it? even more lovely. What did Kramer. Correct. The man's ear. Man's they ear. need a man's ear. Yes. And the bro. They couldn't decide the, yes, what the name the was going to be. The there bro. you go. The bro. <laughs> Frank these wanted poor, the bro. These poor guys and girls at the TV station, though, got fired because they said that the Pride events needed to have balance in the reporting. And uh, so balanced reporting is out. They got fired? They were let go. Is there a lawsuit there? I'm hoping so. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered.